Welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast where we discuss real-life topics in a candid way. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. Welcome back, everyone. So recently, I just took a trip to Vegas with my family, and Shelly went to LA for a little bit with her husband, mm-hmm. and we wanted to talk a little bit about our different experiences because as you most of you probably know, um, everybody who travels, travels very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that the different perspectives of how each of us travels, whether we have a family, whether we, you know, have a spouse and no children that are coming with us or no fur babies that are coming with us. It's much different experience for everyone. Yeah. You know, speaking of fur babies, I really wish I could take my dog on trips, but I don't know. I mean, I think he'd be scared, number one. But I feel bad that he has to stay at home and he can't do anything. That's a junk part. Fair enough. But honestly, you, when you, I feel like I've noticed when you post about your trips, you're often trying to do things you've never done before or go out and experience different things that you've never done before. And some of those things... My dog would freak out. Either he would freak out or he may not be allowed to go. That's true. And he may be be stuck in the hotel room the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And and if he's stuck in the hotel room, you got to make sure you schedule time to go back and feed him and care for him or let him out or whatever the case might be. But it's similar to having a kid. I got to make sure my kid is fed in the morning and in the afternoon and at night and that he has some snacks in between. (laughs) And we have a restricted diet, right? So that gets really difficult too, which we'll talk about a little bit more. But we wanted to go through the whole process of how each of us went through, planned on where we were going, um, prepared for that, the plane situation, and everything that goes into traveling. Because it's when we talked about it, it was just really interesting. Yeah. So first, Tempsey, I want to ask you, how do you decide on your travel destination? Oh, man. Well, since I now live in Hawaii and my whole family lives on the mainland... For the most part, we try to go to places where they can either meet up with us or um, we just go straight to California mm-hmm. because that's somewhere that my kind family in the can, middle, yeah, exactly. easy to get to. Exactly. That so that's how we decided to go to Vegas. Um, well, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is because um, my husband is a poker player and that time of year is when, you know, the World There's Series is going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. The World Series is going on. There's a lot of great tournaments for him to enter. And so that was another reason that we chose Vegas. But most of the time, it's based around those few things of, of family. Um, but that's only since we've had my son. Before that, we wanted, we had all these plans. We were going to mm-hmm. go to Australia. We were going to go to all these amazing places. And, you know, that just change when you, changes when you have a child. What about you, Shelly? How do you decide on your travel destinations? So my travel destinations are kind of random, I guess you could say. So this year in 2019, by by October or so, I would have gone on three different trips. So usually my travel destinations are either based on somewhere that I want to go or something that I want to do, I guess you could say. So for example, what I mean is that this last trip, um, I went to LA around the 4th of July And one reason why we picked LA is because Hawaiian Airlines was having discounted flights or cheaper flights around that time. So we decided that would be a good time. And usually it's like West Coast flights that are like the easiest to to get to. It's like Mm -hmm. five hours or something like that. Um, And one of the reasons why I wanted to go to LA is because I wanted to get my ear pierced at Body Electric Tattoo. I know that's very specific, but that's how I chose my travel destination. Other times will be like Japan. Like I want to see the cherry blossoms or I just want to go there or, you know, some other places that I just want to go to. Last year we went to London because my husband wanted to go to a concert. So I feel like our 
The way we decide on our travel destination can be kind of random. Definitely. Or, yeah, specific, kind of like what I was saying. And if I, I feel like if I didn't have a child, it probably would be too. We've been to Japan as well. But I think now, if we were to go to Japan, not only would we lose the opportunity to see my family and my family to see my son, but we'd now have to make so much, so many more considerations mm-hmm. for packing and how we're going to navigate the, a nine-hour flight with a child. Um, it. To us, that's just a lot. But I really want to get to the point where that doesn't hold us back anymore. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. And in Japan, I think in their subway system, there's not a lot of elevators there. So if you're using a stroller or something with like a younger child, that could become quite difficult. Sure. Absolutely. So what do you do in preparation leading up to your trip? Like, how do you plan? I want to say that we're maybe like a little bit off the cuff. I I think with our planning, we actually create Google documents where we list down a bunch of things we want to see. So we'll that do doesn't sound research. off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll just have a list of ideas of things we want to do, but we don't schedule what day and what time and all of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, but we want to make sure that there are certain things that we want to do and you know, getting those kind of checked off the list. Mm -hmm. So that is the method that we use when, before we travel. So like, let's say for example, this trip that I went to LA, there were touristy things that I wanted to see. Like I wanted to go to the Getty center and I don't even remember where else I wanted to go to some art museums, that kind of stuff, obviously get my ears pierced and do some shopping. So that is sort of my rough plan, but I didn't really schedule like what day or what time I was going to do any of these things, obviously for the ear piercing, because that's a popular place. I did have to schedule that appointment, but everything else was kind of up in the air and just kind of depended how I felt that day. For me, I always want to have a very strict itinerary because I want to get as much in there as possible. So if I plan it minute by minute, maybe half hour by half hour, I'll get as much (laughs) in as possible. But by the time I'm ready to go on the trip, I never finish. Mm -hmm. honestly like Mm -hmm. I try really hard but I never finish and then I'm always kind of like disappointed in myself but then at some point you kind of just got to let it go and be like well wait I'm on vacation this is vacation yeah Yeah, exactly I'm supposed to feel good and I'm supposed to be relaxed and but since now that I have a child the Vegas trip I plan most of the days really close and I, but I didn't follow it a hundred percent, but at least I had an idea of all the things that I wanted to do, kind of like what you said. And they were in certain areas throughout my week, but I did have to move some around and kind of be open and flexible. But I also had that conversation with myself that, Hey, if this doesn't work out exactly how you planned, don't get upset. Be okay with it. If you're on vacation, mm-hmm. relax, enjoy yourself and just let go because otherwise you're going to feel like you need a vacation after your vacation. Right. And I think you make a really good point there because what my husband and I were talking about recently with all of our trips, we go to busy places where, you know, it's somewhere in the middle of a city or something like that, kind of crowded. You have to deal with, I don't know, you know, transportation, public, or, you know, if you're renting a car we're just kind of going everywhere as much as we can where our vacation is not relaxing. Right. And it is, I wouldn't call it stressful, but it's just really busy. Yeah. So we're thinking that maybe on an upcoming vacation, we're just going to go somewhere and like literally stare at the wall the whole time. <laughs> you know, I did that on my honeymoon. Not stare, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't stare at a wall, but <laughs> I got sick on my honeymoon. And But I actually really enjoyed staying in the room and just like relaxing in the air conditioning mm-hmm. and, you know, well, Being some comfortable. People, some people listening might be like, why is it so special to sit in air conditioning? <laughs> in Hawaii, we don't have a lot of central air conditioning. So when you do get a chance to, you know, stay at a hotel, um, it's really nice to stay in like a nice central air conditioned room. And we just watched TV and relaxed. Yeah. And it was really nice. But, 
you know, now if I'm going to spend money on a vacation, take time off of work, I try not to do that. As, as tempting as it is, I really try not to do that. But let me ask you, for what about for packing? Like, what do you do otherwise in preparation when it comes to like, hey, you know, how far in advance do you pack? So I feel like this answer has changed over time. I feel like before I used to be a very like last minute packer, maybe the day before. And somehow I would know everything off the top of my head yep. and I would just be able to like pack it like so easily somehow. Um, now, and you wouldn't forget anything. Yeah, huh? I wouldn't forget anything. I don't know how, like, I, don't, I think too much is just going on nowadays where yeah. like my brain is stuffed with all other types of information that I need to remember so packing starts a little bit early now and it does involve maybe a checklist or something of sorts. So I don't forget anything, but, you know, also recognizing that unless I'm going out of the country, I can buy everything that I forgot anyway. So yeah. it's not really a big deal. Um, some of the things that I make sure I have with me on the plane, not to sound like I am overthinking this, but I do bring like Lysol wipes and all that kind of stuff. And I wipe down <laughs> everything I'm going to touch because it just grosses me out. <laughs> Get a little bit of insight folks on Shelly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and I think things that I take on the plane, depending on how the, long the flight is and if I think I'm going to be able to like eat or not, cause not all airlines give you food. I do pack snacks, a Kindle, an iPad so I can watch whatever I want to watch. Um, but yeah, those are some things that I make sure I bring on the plane, but I know Tempsey brings some other things on the plane. <laughs> so wait, does your carry on like 75 pounds with a Kindle and iPad? It's <laughs> actually not. Wipes. So, so I actually pack my carry on as light as possible because that's what I'm feeling to bring stuff back in. Mm. And, um, the past couple of times that I have gone on a trip and Chris was there, we shared a check-in suitcase. Oh, mm-hmm. Good for you. Congratulations, everybody. Give her a round of applause. I don't think I'd ever be able to do that. I've never done that in my life. Um, I don't think I'll ever do that in my life. And that's okay, but like huge feet. Congratulations on that. For me, yes, mine is very different now, but very similar in the past. I could throw things together and I, I've had a horrible memory all my life, but when it came to packing, I could just throw things together the night before, even if like, how did we do that? I have no <laughs> idea because I feel like my clothes were all dirty. Like, how did I make that happen? I'm pretty sure I stayed up, like pulled an all nighter. Mm, just like when you do mm-hmm. when you're right in school, right. I'm pretty sure I've done that several times, but now, um, I actually, for this Vegas trip specifically, I planned, I mean, you saw me, I planned months in advance because I guess, cause I was so excited about mm-hmm. it. I hadn't been to Vegas in several years and I used to live there. So I was excited to go back. It's almost like going home kind of. Yeah. So I wanted to fit as much stuff in as possible. I started months in advance planning what it is we needed to bring because now with a child you have to bring so much more and I wanted to get all that done so I didn't have to worry about it or be concerned that I forgot something because there are some things you can buy when you get there but there are some things that are a bit expensive to have two of for a child Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to buy another pacifier for him right he needs his pacifier and I already have five at home if I went to Vegas without his pacifier I would have six and that is just I already have too many. So those are the things I needed to think about. And so I wanted to be very thorough in creating a list for myself. I bought this um, 
stationary type packing list that I probably... (laughs) It was broken down by the day I saw it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so I had one for each person in my family and I reviewed it with my husband. So like, cause my husband's very thorough. He thinks of everything. He's seven steps ahead at everything, which I love about him. I wish I had that brain, but you know, I feel like he's like, I don't think you want this brain because it's, it's a lot. It's tiring. I think you kind of experience sometimes too. But it's really helpful for me to have that because I start the work, I do the core of it, and then he tells me, oh, here are the, some of the things that you know, I probably wouldn't have thought of, but he's like, what if this happens? What if that happens? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, let me make sure to add that. <laughs> so it was good that I did it a few weeks in advance. Um, and But I didn't use that portion where it, it told you, what are you wearing this day? I started to, and it became too cumbersome. I said, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm just, we're, we're going to have seven days worth of clothes each. Um, has been a little bit more because he's, you know, playing poker and he needs, you know, a different set of clothes. But for me, I knew I was going to be able to do laundry. I was just doing seven cl- sets of clothes each, um, pajamas, all that good stuff. And then I wanted to make sure I had all the toiletries and all that prepared. But I also wanted to make sure I had little bags of candy for each of my neighbors on the plane because this is my son's third flight, but it's his second flight to the mainland where it's four and a half, five hours, something like that. And I wanted, you know, I didn't know how it was going to go. I wanted to make sure that the passengers that were immediately around us knew that that was going on and hopefully would be a little bit understanding if there was a little extra noise, a little extra kicking of the back of the seat, a little extra flipping of that tray table. (laughs) You know, I just wanted to make sure that they knew I am sorry in advance, but I'm going to do everything I can. I brought everything you know, I could to keep him occupied and I'm going to try everything in my power to keep him from doing those things. And, you know, even though he doesn't really end up doing as well as I would hope he would end up doing any, both or all three times I've done that at the end of the flight, no matter what happened, everybody's like, Oh, he was so good. And I'm telling you, there's been situations where I was like, he is not being good. (laughs) So I feel like the perception that you give off when you do that is super helpful. So I wanted to give that little tip out there. I know a lot of people do it, but um, I found it extremely helpful. So in case somebody didn't know about it, try it. It's yeah. amazing. And I would say like anyone who does that, I give them a lot of credit because I've flown on a lot of flights where there's a bunch of little kids around me and their parents definitely don't care. Yeah. And then hard. I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I have empathy for those parents, but at the same time, like... I don't want to be those parents. Like, I get right. it. It's a lot. I know, yeah. And I get it for the kids, have. too. But I'm kind of like, please stop kicking my... I want to just take a nap for, like, an hour. Like, <laughs> yeah. can you just stop just kicking stop. my chair? Yeah, definitely. So I try to make sure that we do everything we can to prevent that kind of thing from happening. Oh, and another tip. Download movies. If you have Netflix, download movies. Ahead you can of keep time. them mm-hmm. Ahead of time. You can keep them on your device for a certain period of time. I don't mm-hmm. know how long. I think it's, like, actually a month or something. It's pretty long. Oh, okay, good. So... Um, but you can't download it on too many devices. So just pick one, download it, and that'll be your kid's device for the rest of the time. So that was helpful. Um, but he actually didn't use that iPad very oh. much. And, oh my gosh, the heavens opened up and he slept for an hour and a half each way on this last trip. So <laughs> that was amazing. That was extremely helpful, not just for the passengers, but also for us because mm-hmm. we were exhausted. You got a break. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what about your process getting to the airport? Is it a lot of work? Like, what do you go through? So I feel like maybe I'm kind of lucky with actually getting to the airport. So I get my dad to drop me off sometimes and maybe sometimes pick me up when I come back. Mm -hmm. Um, But other times I use a shuttle or 
Uber is kind of expensive, like yeah. from here, between here and the airport. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're at my house in case anybody out there is like, where's here? <laughs> but you guys don't need to know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about what? Uh, it's 30 like minutes. 30 drive. minutes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's basically how I get there. Usually it's not really a problem. But what I've been noticing recently, I know there's that whole TSA pre check thing that you can sign up for and like pay a certain amount. But I feel like the airport has been so busy lately that they just open up the and treat non pre check flyers like they are pre-check and they have like the canines out which i always want to pet them but i'm not supposed to um but yeah i think that you know i didn't feel like it was worthwhile for me to spend that money when i i'm getting sort of the same treatment anyway um i do also try to plan out what i'm going to be wearing as i'm going through tsa and if i have a big enough like bag so you know kind of not really a handbag but something bigger than that so i can like throw my sweater in there Mm -hmm. and i don't have to worry about like putting in the tray and all that stuff because I want to make that process as easy as possible. Like, wear easy shoes that you can put on real quick. Right. Um, I don't wear a belt, but my husband does. He actually has a whole bunch of stuff in his pockets all the time. And I feel really bad. I'm like, can you just put it in my bag so you don't have to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, but he feels more comfortable with having it on himself, which I totally get too. But I'm like, you're stressing yourself out mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's, it's a lot uh, getting to the airport now. Um, even before it was a little bit difficult because my husband, he, he, again, he thinks 12 steps ahead. So he likes to be early and, um, he wants to get to the destination in an expeditious manner. And so for me, I'm pretty, I'm a little bit more laid back. Like I'm like, if I give myself enough time, I can go through this. Mm -hmm. I can walk normally. I can kind of chill through the process. But he is very much like go, go, go. And so for me, that's a little bit stressful. But because it helps him just get to the point, the destination where he can relax... I'm, I'm happy to, you know, go along with that. With having a child, though, it does get a little bit more stressful because children are... Unpredictable. Thank you. They're very <laughs> unpredictable. They're like wild animals. I just never know what's going to happen. But as long as you get them, you know, enough sleep, you get them fed, and you make sure that they have some water and that their diapers change, you're good. Like, everything's fine. But we had this conversation, speaking of diapers, before we went on this trip of we were going to take a three-day weekend prior and potty train our child. But as we continue to think about it, my husband had, you know, again, thinking ahead, had some great points of, hey, you know, if we potty train him, what is that airport experience going to be like? We're going to have to take him to the bathroom all the time because you don't want him to go to the bathroom in like a pull up per se, because the whole point is to get him away from that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So in addition to that, what is what is that experience going to be like when my family meets us in Vegas? I don't want them to have to worry about it. And what if he like has rush an accident? Into the yeah. or, something, or right. if he has an accident, mm-hmm. they're going to have to deal with that. So um, we made a decision not to do that. We're going to be doing it um, on the next three-day weekend coming up, which I believe is Labor Day. But um, that was interesting to have that conversation because I never would have thought of that. I just wanted to get it done because he is ready. You know, he's showing mm-hmm. all the signs of being ready. But interesting what you have to consider when you have a child, you know, at d- different milestones in their life. So... Um, but getting to the airport, you know, we just try to get there. We use, always use the sky cap because the sky cap can take the car seat that we need to bring. Um, they can take the stroller and they can put it all, um, sorry, not the stroller, the stroller you keep with you as a carry on, because you want to be able to take that out when you leave the plane, you don't want it under the belly of the plane. Cause then you got to carry or like let your kid walk mm-hmm. the whole way to the carousel. So, um, we do keep the stroller, but because we have, 
a large bag that we all share, like a large suitcase, and we have the car seat. We want to make sure that we get that all in with the sky cap. We pay him a little extra money and we ask him to put the priority on there. Sometimes that works. Like, hey, would you be able to put priority on there? And so sometimes it works and that way our bag comes out first oh, that's when we good. get there. Yeah, it's super awesome. I don't like waiting. I mean, Me nobody neither. does. <laughs> and that's another point. So for those of you who have kids and you go um, and you bring your stroller on the plane with you, which is, you know, highly suggested, I wouldn't suggest checking it in at the gate. So a lot of times they offer for you to check your stroller in at the gate because that way they can make more space for overhead storage for other people's carry-on bags. For me, I did that one time. And what happens is when you get off the plane, you have to wait for everybody to get off the plane or for them to unload the undercarriage of the of the plane to get your, your stroller back. Um, we use my sister-in-law's... Um, compact stroller that you can fold up really small and it's a little bit heavy but it has a backpack case and so we just bring that on the plane with our carry-on and we put it on the overhead compartment and then we just take it right off so it's nice of them to offer the gate check and it's no extra charge for the gate in the car seat or for the stroller in the car seat but for me again I don't like to wait because we're you know my husband's on he's going Mm -hmm. we just need to get out of there so we don't want to wait for anything so we already talked a little bit about itinerary um, but what do you think about you know as your trip is coming to a close do you feel like you think about if you made the best use of of your time did you think about did I accomplish maybe a goal that I set out to go when I went you know on vacation yeah I think that it kind of depends on how the trip went I mean obviously it would but I I do remember times and I don't remember specifics where I felt like oh I wish I got to do this or that but then I do also remind myself that um, that place isn't necessarily going anywhere. I mean, some places might be. Some places you may only have that one chance to go there. But places that I've gone to recently, I could go back. So that's where I felt like my LA trip this year was kind of like an add-on to when I went to LA a couple of years ago because I didn't get to do everything that I'd wanted to do last time I went. So this time I kind of made sure there are those certain places that I wanted to go to. And that's where I put on like my quote-unquote like to-do list or like places to go list. Now I feel a little bit better. Like I got to do most of the things. I know there's a lot of things to do in LA and definitely place a place that I would want to go back at some point, right. but I don't feel like I missed out on anything. So, I mean, one of these days I'm sure there's going to be that place that I go to where I'm like, I really wish I got to X, Y, and Z, right. but um, luckily that hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. I think for me going to Vegas, I had so many things that I wanted to do because I, I used to live there and I, I really like a lot of things that are there, but the newest thing was new experiences for my son. So he got to go a lot of different places that we don't have here. They're similar, but there um, are different versions of them uh, in Vegas. So that was really fun. It's almost like seeing the magic in his eyes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. It was a lot of fun. So I feel like we accomplished that. And I wouldn't call them goals. I never set them out to be goals, but I wanted to be really intentful to make sure that I got the Vegas experience I remember and that I wanted. And, you know, one thing that, oh, I also forgot to say that I did was look at model homes. I looked at so many model homes (laughs) because I just love looking at how people decide to function, you know, a, a home when they're building several homes in a development. I love seeing the finishes they use and all that kind of stuff. So my goal was to, one of the goals, I guess, quote unquote goal, I guess, is to, was to see model homes. And and I definitely accomplished that. That's fun. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, 
to be honest, it kind of was goals. I wanted to, to hit all these places because they're important to me. And the one thing that I was a little bit limited by was the food. The food in Vegas, in my opinion, is awesome because they have so many different types of food from so many different lands and it's all there in one place for you. But because of my limited diet, um, you know, being vegan now, a little bit pescatarian, well, you can't be a little bit pescatarian, so pescatarian, (laughs) Um, but I wasn't pescatarian at the time. So it did, you know, limit me, but they have a lot of vegan, like awesome vegan um, options. But I was also trying keto at the time, which we'll talk a little bit more, maybe in another episode around like health and, and fitness and goals and stuff like that. But for me, I wanted to make sure that I didn't gain weight on, on this trip. I, I was hoping I'd lose weight, but with, you know, awesome food that's there. I just didn't, it I, becomes hard on vacation, yeah. right? You're like, I'm on vacation. I want to eat whatever. Exactly. And, and plus if you're traveling and you don't necessarily have that opportunity to cook for yourself or anything like that, I mean, we both were staying at Airbnbs and granted we could have probably cooked for ourselves, but if you're not at home, like you don't feel like you have to, you know, you're like, I'm somewhere else. I just want to chill. I just want to go down the street and buy something at a restaurant or whatever. I actually made a deal with my husband. I, I, you know, want, I always like going out to eat, but he said, can you at least just cook breakfast so we can save a little bit of money? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Breakfast is my favorite food, <laughs> but I can eat it at other times of the day, especially in Vegas, right? Yeah. So I was like, sure. So for a lot of the, probably over half the trip, I made breakfast. So having that Airbnb experience, which I, you know, I don't think we talked about yet in, in depth was really good for us, yeah. especially having a kid mm-hmm. because, you know, he can't, he doesn't eat meat, so he needs to eat a lot of vegetables. There's not a lot of places that you can go that have, you know, relatively plainly flavored vegetables as a dish. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did have to cook for him quite a bit. So that was actually good. But good. Yeah. I did I did indulge a little bit when it came to, you know, some of the carbs. But, you know, great news. I'm happy to report that I actually maintained my weight. Yeah, I know. Most people gain weight on trips. I know. So. I was a pat on my back because that's hard for me, guys. <laughs> As you get to know us, you'll find little quirks about us. I'm a food person. I live to eat. I am not a person who eats to live. I love eating, but I had to kind of regulate myself because I'm trying to get into a lifestyle thing. So we can talk about that later, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, how much we decide to cook or not cook or, you know, go out to eat, but that's definitely my preference is to go out to eat for sure. So Tempsey, what are your habits with social media while you're traveling? Um, they're terrible, to they're be terrible. honest with you. In what kind of way? Like overuse or underuse? Underuse. And so I like to chalk it up to I like to be present in what I'm doing. But in all honesty, I probably had time at night to post a little something something for you know other family members or people on the mainland who couldn't meet us there. But, you know, unfortunately, by the end of the day, I was just so exhausted, especially the difference in temperature and heat and and dryness um, in Vegas and even in general. And I just don't post a lot of stuff. And I feel like my family members in the mainland would probably appreciate that a little bit more if I did. So I did try to do it. But what I did was I basically hoarded everything and did like a throwback Thursday type of thing or a way back Wednesday type of thing and then posted everything that happened with my with my dad, everything that happened when my mom visited. And then I was going to post another one that was everything that my family did together for the rest of the time. 
Um, but I never got around to it. And I feel kind of bad because I had a lot of fun with a lot of friends and as a family too. Um, so maybe I'll do like a throwback Thursday now or soon. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's really important for people to live in the moment when they're traveling because social media is so ingrained in everyone's life right now, or maybe not everyone, but a lot of people's lives. And I think that those are the people who have the hardest time putting it down when yeah. they're traveling. And it can take away from the experience sometimes. Right. Um, so for myself, using social media, because I'm trying to grow my social media presence, I actually need to force myself to post more often while I'm traveling because that's where I'm getting these unique photos in places that I go to. So that kind of plays also into you know my to-do list or places to go list. I'm trying to go to places that look a little bit different, that'll like capture well on camera that kind of stuff. One right. of the places that I went to in LA was called Field of Lights and it was literally in the middle of nowhere. I was like, where the hell am I driving to right now? There, Somebody's going to jump out of somewhere and I'm going to get kidnapped. I don't know. <laughs> but it looked really cool and um, I posted a bunch of pictures on Instagram um, of that place that I went to. And so that, that for me, honestly, is a little bit difficult because on a regular basis, I don't post a lot to social media. Like personally, right. I don't. I'm really just doing it. Sorry. I mean, I know, I know it sounds not authentic or maybe I don't know but you know I'm posting to grow followers on Instagram and so that's one reason why you know while I'm traveling I'm doing it a lot I'm always on my phone everywhere I'm going um so in a way that kind of takes away a little bit Mm -hmm. from you know me being there on this last trip because I'm a little bit more aware of that now I tried to take as many photos as I can but I didn't look at them until like later. Like I didn't like look through and think about it oh, okay. until I, you know, got back or That's that night strategy. or the next day or something like that. I was just trying to get all the photos in um, rather than, you know, taking the photo and posting it right away. Right. It sounds like both of us kind of force ourselves in some way, shape or form to post on social media. I would love to hear from people where it's natural for them or it's exciting for them or, you know, maybe we can talk about that later as to what might be holding us back from doing it. Cause I know what holds me back, but I think that's a whole nother episode <laughs> or maybe some like a therapy session or something like that with somebody with a professional. But, you know, I'd be interested to hear from people who are excited by it and don't let anything, you know, they don't let anything hold them back from it. Um, but anywho, um, let's talk about going home. <laughs> okay. So, you know, at some point of your trip, the vacation comes to a close no. and you got to head home. And so how do you feel once you realize you're on your last day of your trip? So for this trip, um, you know, I did have such a great time and I was kind of dreading coming home, to be honest with you. And I thought I would be sad when I got here. And I don't know why, I think it's just because, you know, the nostalgia of Las Vegas, um, the nostalgia of Southern California, because Vegas is similar in some ways to Southern California. It's definitely much closer than Hawaii is, Mm -hmm. right? And don't get me wrong, I definitely feel at home here in Hawaii, but it was just a nostalgia thing for me. And and I just felt at home, in, in all honesty. So, but when I actually got home, it was much cooler. <laughs> there was a breeze. Isn't that weird? I feel like yeah. it's so weird when I know people who maybe are living in Arizona or something like that, you know, and they come here and we're like, oh my God, it's so hot. And that person's like, um, this is nothing. And I'm like, that's so funny because I don't know. I feel like it's hot all the time here, which it is, right. you know, like especially right now in the summertime. But yeah, um, I was kind of feeling, well, actually the opposite because LA was cooler than here. 
while I was there. Oh. So I was kind of like, ugh, it's going to get hot again. Right. So that, I mean, that, that I, that to me, I feel like is a normal thought process right, when you're right. coming home to Hawaii. Yeah. Because usually when you're traveling during fall or winter, or spring or whatever, everywhere else is colder than here. But yeah, in the summertime, yeah, it was, it was pretty hot here. Another reason that I, when I came back that I was um, feeling good was because before we left, we left our house relatively clean. And so we came home to a clean house. We oh, didn't yeah. come home to a disaster. Yeah. So, you know, our house is very small. So if it's a little bit messy, it just feels very like, like the walls might or, be closing mm-hmm. in, you know. So, you know, coming home to that was really nice because the Airbnb we stayed in, even though it was only a two bedroom, it was still, you know, significantly larger than ours. And so coming home to a clean house was, was really nice to come home to. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised that I wasn't feeling like sad or like I was missing out on something by coming home, um, which which was really nice for me what about you I think for me on this trip in particular maybe sort of like I I guess I'll call it the quote-unquote like lifestyle I was living on my trip which I feel like when I travel I do try to travel more like as if I was somebody who lived there Mm -hmm. instead so I felt like the quote-unquote lifestyles living while I was in LA granted it was like five days in a work I mean who who would lives not, that lifestyle. Right, yeah. exactly. So I was kind of feeling like, oh, I wish I could just stay on vacation. But I also think, too, it probably plays into the, it was a busy trip. We're just kind of going here, there, and everywhere. And then I felt like I needed a vacation for my vacation. Right. Um, so not that I ever feel like, oh, I don't want to go home. I mean, there are points where I'm kind of like, I just want to sleep in my own bed. I want to have access to, like, I don't know, a washer dryer very easily, which where we stayed, there was, you know, a washer dryer there because we stayed in Airbnb too. But I think the couple of things that kind of, like, freaked me out while I was in L.A. is, like, they did have um, cops, like, checking cars and stuff like that. And in Hawaii, it's, like, pretty safe here. So you never see people, like, a police officer stopping anyone down the road and saying, like, open your doors in your trunk. Like, they're trying to look for somebody. Yikes. Um, So that was kind of, you know, a different thing for me where I'm kind of like, I could leave my door unlocked and nothing would ever happen to me. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So one last thing I think that is super interesting that I'd like to talk about is souvenirs. Oh, souvenirs. How do you decide what to bring home and for who, whether it be yourself, whether you're shopping for yourself or whether you're like, hey, I want to bring back something for my coworkers. What is that experience like for you? I feel like you're a souvenir person, but that's just a guess. (laughs) I'm definitely a souvenir. I'll tell you the background (laughs) of that too. (laughs) So for me, usually what I buy is... There, so in Hawaii, we don't have things like Trader Joe's. So that might sound weird to a lot of other people who are listening to this podcast, but a lot of people here love stuff from Trader Joe's, any kind of snack things or whatever, the trail mix, the cookies, I don't know. I, I mean, I found stuff that I really like there too. I'm not a fan of their tea. I mean, I'm drinking it at work right now, but it's because I bought it. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> but those are things that I definitely bring back to work because it's stuff that people want yep. other people to bring back for them. Yeah. So I'll bring things like that back before, back in the day, like over 10 years ago, I want to say like 15 plus years ago, it was like bath and body works. Cause we didn't have that here at the time. Right. And like Victoria's secret lotion, because we didn't have Victoria's secret here either. Wow. So people my like those here. things and that's really hard to bring back nowadays because it's all heavy liquids and nobody in at the airport wants to deal with that stuff. Right. You know, you could put it in your check-in luggage, but I mean, it makes your suitcase real heavy and they have all those guidelines over how much your suitcase can weigh now mm-hmm. before you got to pay more. So now I just bring back food. That's really like the thing I bring back. If it's for myself, I normally, 
I'm just buying clothes really for yeah. myself. And if I'm going somewhere different, like when I went to Japan or when I went to London, I try to buy, this might sound really weird. I try to buy bookmarks from souvenir shops because they're flat and small. So I don't have to worry about some kind of like snow globe thing that's going to like sit around and collect us and take up a lot of space. And I can just put it in a drawer and like hide it somewhere. Do you use it? I thought you use a Kindle. How do you use your bookmark in your Kindle? So I don't. I just, that's just a souvenir that I'm bringing back because it takes up less space. Do you have a huge collection of bookmarks? No, I don't. I only, well, the only places that I bought bookmarks from is like international places that I've gone to. Like I really only have ones from London and New York. Oh, gotcha. Oh, they're right here. She's showing them to me. Very nice. Interesting. Well, as you said, I'm very much a souvenir person. And I think what that comes from is when I was younger, my family just didn't have a lot of money. So I was lucky enough, though, to go on with the Boys and Girls Club or one of those um, places where kids go to be watched during the summer or after school or whatever. I was lucky enough to go on some of the trips that they went on. So, But if we went to Magic Mountain or we went to any of those places, that was all my family was able to spend the money on, right? So I never had the opportunity to get really souvenirs. That's one part. The other part is the souvenirs sometimes that I wanted had your name on it. And my name is Tempsey. <laughs> there is no souvenir <laughs> that's pre-made throughout the alphabet that has the word Tempsey on it. So I didn't get that option. Any So from there, anything that I could get customizable with my name on it, loved it. It's the best gift anyone could give me. I think my husband got me a robe that had my name on it when we were living in Vegas. But I've never used it since we are living in Hawaii and it's very thick and, and snuggly. There's no need for that here. So when I go on trips... I'm all about souvenir shops. Even if I go to like the aquarium here, I want to look at the <laughs> gift shop. I don't need to buy I like anything. looking at the gift yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy stuff, but my my husband's like, we don't need that, and he's right. We don't. <laughs> I just want I just want these little tchotchkes because yeah. they're so cute. But um, in Vegas, we go to the outlets. We get clothes because it's cheaper. Um, I got a lot of kids clothes. It's my first time being able to go to Vegas for kids clothes, and we got a lot of good, um, cheap but good quality options there. So I buy things where I'm going for myself and my husband and my my child but when it comes to souvenirs I think for me I either want it to be thoughtful or for the masses right so if I'm bringing it for work I want to get it for my whole team or my whole floor you know but it's like food items like you said Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's which is what I did this time but there are some times where I get specific gifts for people because I know that they would like it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be specific to that that um, region or anything like that I mean it would be better if it was but just something that I know that they'll appreciate that I bring back for them mm-hmm. as long as it's not too big yes, or whatever. Yes, I did like my little key thingy and then the notebook because I like dogs, so I'm <laughs> got me some dog stuff. <laughs> and I got it at a Tokyo discount store in Vegas, which, which you sounds know, really bizarre. It does. It is really bizarre, but but they had one, and so I thought, this fits perfectly, and it's from Vegas. It didn't say Vegas on it, but what are yeah, you going to do? Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. Um, and I liked it, and I appreciate it, and I use it. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think some other things that I do shop for while I'm traveling, just depending on where I'm going. So if there's like a flagship store of some brand that I like or something, then I usually hit that up or at least go there and check it out. I mean, granted some stuff does get expensive, so I don't buy it, but I just go there and I look, or if there's things that are made in that area, I'll try to check that out too. So if it's like you know, if I'm in California and something is made in California right. um, and it's like the clothing store or something, I'll kind of try to swing by. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, those are, you know, things that, oh yeah, I also buy um, 
gifts for my dog, which <laughs> I know probably sounds really weird to a lot of people, but my dog likes Trader Joe's dog treats. Oh, if good. people didn't know they made like pet food, they do. Um, so yeah, I get him stuff from there. Or if there's like some kind of dog bakery and wherever I'm going, then I'll get him like a couple of cookies or something like that. Right. But, yeah. Perfect. Well, that was a lot on travel. But yeah. I think a lot of good tips in there and a lot of different perspectives as to how each of us goes through our trips. Um, and I think that's really important because I think the way that we go through navigating a trip, a lot of tips and tricks can come out of that. A lot of suggestions, a lot of recommendations can come out of it. And so hopefully you guys got something out of this and let us know what your tips are. Let us know what's different about the way you travel. Maybe you're a business person and you're just often travel and Mm -hmm. you can tell us a little bit about how that goes or a little bit of um, information about how that's different. Yeah. And I have been not often going somewhere for work, but you know, yeah, I'd be totally open to hearing anyone's business travel tips because just in case I need to go somewhere, you know, more often, maybe, I don't know. Um, like I neighbor think island me. trips, right, neighbor yeah. island trips, you have to leave really early oh, in yeah. the morning because it's a one day trip, right? Which is first exhausting. Out. Yeah, you get the first flight out, and then once you're done with your stuff, you might be able to whisk your way back earlier. But sometimes it's not; you don't get back till like six o'clock at night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let us know what you guys think, what what your perspectives are. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, or if you have any cool travel destinations that you know we should check out at some point. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening listening to our Not So Small Talk. Bye. Bye.